Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Wow, bombs dropping onto the park. Players dropping as well from... Are they coming from the sky or coming out of the crowd? Well, I think it's six of one and a half dozen the other. Some of the flares have come uh, from the number three stand, while others have been dropped from the plane that's uh, flying round. Gary Knight was struck by a flower bomb, and it knocked him over. He's just got to his feet again, and you can see Gary Knight was struck by a flower bomb, dropped from the plane. Now, I guess that would be a tremendous thump. It's, this is, is really unreal. I, I just... Uh, Words can't describe my feelings at this point about this game. You see the field is scarred. There are papers being dropped from the plane in the background. And now a player has been hit by one of the bombs. Well, bizarre, wasn't it? Um, can you believe it, though? It was 40 years ago since that flower bomb test uh, on Sunday. This Sunday will mark the anniversary of that. 40 years, uh, the test between the All Blacks and the Springboks. Yes, when Gary Knight was felled by a flower bomb. Uh, Alan Houston kicking a late penalty. The All Blacks winning 25 22. Now, starting at halfback that day was All Black number 791, Dave Trapper-Loveridge, and it's a great honour for me to welcome him to the show this morning. Uh, Trapper, how are you these days? All right? I'm not too bad. Yourself? Yep. Tracking along pretty well. Can you remember Can you remember 40 years ago? Does it seem that long ago? Well, I'm a bit annoyed that you actually said it was 40 years ago because, you know, that makes me a hell of a lot older than, than when I played. But, yeah, you definitely, I, I still remember it, yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't actually yeah. see Huey's kick from the, um, the, the, the shot he put over at the end because I was lying on the... I got concussed um, trying to tackle Ray Mort and um, I got concussed and taken off. So um, I didn't actually see the kick, but I heard the crowd. Uh, it was uh, one of the most staggering... Memories, I think, of, of New Zealand sport. It's it's such a vivid thing. I mean, to to see a plane flying over at that level, over a packed stadium, uh, and all that stuff, that peripheral stuff going on. Just how hard was it to focus? Can you know on, on the game itself? Well, yes, it was, and I, I I've told a lot of people actually that um, the lineouts were the worst ones because you'd be looking at the lineout where the ball was coming from, and all of a sudden the plane would appear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to catch the ball or the plane or, or a flower bomb, but thank thank God Axel done that or tried to anyway. But um, yeah, it was a bit uh, obviously pretty disruptive. Is, is that still the ultimate uh, clash for the All Blacks in your mind? Uh, it's going to be a big test coming up. Then uh, the All Blacks playing the Springboks very shortly. But uh, in your playing time, was that the ultimate test match, the Springboks? 
Well, I think it was, you know, for players and that, because obviously um, none of us had um, played them, um, you know, when we were playing and that. And um, obviously, as it is now, I think, you know, with the All Blacks and South Africa uh, one and two in the world, um, you know, to play against, you know, the, the, the top teams and that um, was obviously a big challenge and, and, and a big moment. So uh, this is the 100th Test match. We've had some great history over the years. Uh, how would you... If you look at New Zealand now and you've seen the Springboks up against the Lions perhaps uh, and then of course uh, they accounted pretty easily for Argentina, how would you assess that match up as we look to go into it? Well I think you know, um, you know, New Zealand, well the All Blacks have got to try and match them um, you know, up front obviously. Um, South Africa have always had a big strong you know, aggressive pack um, and uh, you know, big men always, ha- always have had and um, that's, I think, you know, that's one area, well a big area where um, the All Blacks have to um, match them and that, and uh, you know, like scrum time and and um, you know, ball carrying and all that sort of stuff. So that's going to be a huge challenge, I think. And um, you know, with the build up that um, the All Blacks have had against Australia, um, obviously, I don't think that um, the Australian pack would, you know, obviously be as um, brutal and, and and as strong as as the South Africans. So that's going to be a huge challenge, uh, and we've got to match them, if not better than. Dave Loveridge, as we look at our all-black halfback stocks at the moment, uh, we appear to have uh, most bases covered. If you look at Aaron Smith, TJ Peranara, Brad Weber, and, of course, Finlay Christie, who uh, at this stage is four, but uh, he'd make a lot of international sides around the world. Uh, how do you assess our, our, our stocks? Uh, have they been stronger? Well, probably probably not when you say you, you name four, and I, and I agree with you on the four of those players and that, and... Um you know, with Aaron Smith, he's obviously been he's probably number one in the world at the moment, um, and has been for a while. Um, his you know his game has um, has been you know outstanding, and that obviously a hundred Test matches, and that uh, um, you know it's a, it's a hell of a lot of uh, Test matches to play, and he's you know he's way up there. And then when you have Perinara and 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 Weber, um, two other two other halfbacks that have you know got a lot of experience um, and um, you know their skills, and that uh, are right up there. And now with um, Finley Christie and that, um, the young fellow, in fact, uh, I think he's from Scottish uh, descent, same as same as me actually, uh, Smithy, but um, he, uh, you know, he, he looks to uh, have the goods anyway and um, it'd be good to see some younger, you know, younger halfbacks coming on, which, um, you know, that, um, with four of them there, it's, it, it makes it a, you know, a good, uh, good situation to be in. Because the role is uh, the role has changed, uh, particularly when it comes to to breakdown time. That the stronger of the halfbacks tend to be so effective in that area, which is which is you know because they're often one of the first players there. It's, it's quite vital, isn't it? So you look at a guy like Perinara, who's probably stronger over the ball than an Aaron Smith or a Brad Weber. Uh, he might be a, a, a better option against a more physical pack in that regard. Yeah, I think, you know, from that point of view, um, no, but I think, you know, what, what um, Aaron Smith gives you is that, is that speed and accuracy of, um, of his pass and that, um, you know, I don't think he's, he doesn't throw too many bad passes in a game that I've seen and that, and it's always accurate um, with speed and, um, you know, a good good control of the game. Um, at the, and so, so is TJ and that, but um, I think that's where Aaron Smith stands out, you know, with his pass and that it's just so accurate and so, so quick. Um, but, you know, uh, I think, you know, depending on what type of game, you know, the All Blacks want to play in that, um, I think, you know, we've obviously got to match them up front. 
but then we still have to have that quick clearance of the ball and, and the accuracy there too, which Aaron Smith does does give. But uh, I think, you know, for me, if any one of those um, halfbacks or top three anyway were, were playing in that, I think um, we, we'd still be reasonably well off. Dave, when uh, we look at rugby these days, a lot of people seem to be quite confused about the rules and, and, and what is happening on the park and why it's such a stop-start sort of nature to the game. Uh, does it disappoint you that it's lost some of its momentum because of the number of rules and the way it's adjudicated? Well, yeah, it, it has for me personally and, and a number of um, ex-players and, and people too. You know, I think that, um, you know, there's... If you're talking about halfbacks, you know one thing that um, I, uh, that I don't agree with is that um, you know when the ball's out, um, you can't come round till the halfback actually lifts the ball. And so what that does is, um, and, and the reason they don't do that is to get their players in position and you know so they can then start another phase. But it also gives the defensive line uh, more time to then um, what I call it. Uh, you know you've got to try and run through a brick wall and. Um, it's, it, that, that part slowed the game down, not the halfbacks, just the way it's ruled. Um, and so I think that, you know, that um, if we could get some way of, of um, committing more people to the breakdown, or the old ruck in the old days, um, mm-hmm. then that would um, hopefully, you know, create a bit more space out wide and, and instead of the, you know, the crash fashion, as I said, trying to um, feed off to a player and then run through another wall and, and, and so on. So, um that is one area of the game. I think you know. I don't know what the answer is, but um, that needs to be looked at. Um, and and you're also then talking about player welfare, which is you know um, what we hear about a lot these days, and that trying to look after the players and that. But we certainly, uh, with the way the game's being played now, there's a lot more collisions, and they're big men too. So um, you know the, the the power of the of the collisions is is um, you know quite um, phenomenal. One of the other issues that tends to get up people's nose a wee bit is the reset scrums. Uh, was that a problem back in your day? And, and if, it, if it wasn't, why wasn't it? it did, were the props more dominant and, and given more of a free reign to, to work the scrums out? Well, I think, you know, in, in, in our day, the, the, you had a scrum and that, and within about 10 seconds, a scrum, the ball was in there and gone just about, but, and, the, and the scrums went straight down. But obviously with... Looking after player welfare, there was a lot. There was a lot of injuries at uh, lower level, um, especially um, you know from scrums. Um, you know, guys getting badly injured, and uh, so that part of the game is, is um, you know, there's there's not so many injuries there now, but it does take a lot of time and it slows the game down um, a lot. But you know, I think you've got to try and balance the, the player welfare and the speed of the game and um, at the moment obviously um, it does, that, that is one area that I think that you know, the game needs to look at uh, you know, speeding the game up and, and not um, having you know, a couple of resets and then a penalty and that and you spent probably a minute or over a minute you know, um, after a knock on or whatever um, and then all of a sudden you get a penalty and then it's um, kick the touch and then we get the driving more the other thing which you'd have been part of too, of course, is the box kick, uh, you know, from the base of a scrum or the base of a ruck or whatever, and then you'd ask your, your, your wingers or whoever to go and chase the, the, the thing. It's now become a very contentious thing, and we saw a sending off, uh, we've seen more than one actually, sending off as a result of that high ball type collision area. Um, wh- what mm-hmm. do you make of that, and was, was it an issue back in your day as well? Well, no. Well, I don't. You know, there might have been a few guys um, taken in the air, but I, I, I don't think there was too many injuries. Um, 
you know, I, I haven't got the stats on that uh, to say that, they, that they, you know, how many there were. But uh, certainly it's one area of the game too, I think, that, you know, could kind of speed up a wee bit where you see the halfbacks and it's no fault of the halfbacks. I think, um, you know, going around the side of a ruck, rucking it back with their foot and then putting their hands on it and then box kicking that, it's quite, um, in my mind, I call it a bit robotic. But I'm not. I'm not blaming the, the the actual halfbacks. Do it very, very well. Their box kicks are good, and and then you know the pressure is on the the um, players we seen the other day to take the ball in the air. Um, I think um, I don't know what uh, whether they you know will look at you know whether you can't jump for the ball. Or, I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, certainly um, that episode we had uh, last week was um, you know a, a clear case of uh, you know. Uh, the box kick, the pressure on them, um, and then you know I think what they've got to do is probably you know obviously wait obviously and the the law is that you've got to wait for them to hit the ground and then and then and then tackle. But um, when you've got guys moving at uh, you know quite quite a lot of speed and that it's uh, pretty hard when you're going forward to actually stop mid air and um, or you know when you're running up, uh, am I going to get there in time or and and to get your timing right basically. So it's 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 mm. um, it is an issue. And um, I think you know, I, I don't know how they're going to solve it, but um, whether they go to uh, you know, player can't jump for the ball in the air or whatever, I don't know. But um, certainly is an issue at the moment. Yeah, I'm looking at that actually as we speak at a junior level. So uh, they'll experiment yeah. here, and maybe they will implement it. See how it goes, uh, Dave. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, provincial rugby for a minute or two. Uh, how uh, Taranaki? Uh, Looks like they'll be getting some rugby as early as next weekend because of this uh, dreaded virus. But uh, how about Taranaki's fortunes over the last uh, year, few years? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm um, you know I've been living in Wellington now for 17 years, so um, I, don't, I don't see a lot of games. But I did go up and watch the um, the, the, the great victory over Hawke's Bay. I should have hate uh, sorry to mention that, uh, Smitty, but um, you know at Pukekura <laughs> Park, which uh, you would have. Um, you know, been on a, a few times in your in your in your career, um, but it was mm. it was actually um, a great uh, occasion to go to, to be honest, because um, I um, well I played a bit of cricket there and actually done a bit of athletics when I was at secondary school there and um, never played a game of rugby there. I don't, I don't think a game's been played there for what what sixty or seventy years or something like that, but um, or more more than that. But um, it was um, a great occasion um, and great viewing. Um, obviously a smaller crowd, I think it was about 4,500 there, but uh, certainly um, Taranaki, uh, yes, uh, you know, they've, they've got some good players there, I think they'll, they'll do all right this year, um, and now, with you know, obviously with the COVID uh, thing and, the, and the, you know, the games having not played, uh, been played uh, over the last couple of two or three weeks, um, you know, it's uh, put a bit of a damper on it, but... Um, Certainly, I think Taranaki have got um, you know they've got a pretty good squad there, and um, they look as if they, they could be very competitive right to matter who they're playing. Those Taranaki rugby union uh, reunions would be good, though, wouldn't they? With your, all your old mates, they'd be uh, they'd well, share some great stories over a pint then. Well, we did actually when I went up because the reason I went up because I'd never seen a game of rugby at Pukekura Park, um, you know, two or three weeks ago, and. Um, I, you, me old mate, and you would know him, me and Snook, uh, he just lives, uh, I don't know whether he's listening or not today, but uh, he was, uh, his house just looks over the um, western end uh, of, the, of the park, and um, I could see, I was sitting at the other end, and um, I could see he had a, quite a few mates there, and that and he was sitting out on the deck watching the game, and that, and wondered why I hadn't been invited. 
So I rang him, and um, he said, where are you? And I waved out to him, and he, and he seen me. So um, I went over and actually had a couple of lemonades with him afterwards with um, Ellie Jordan and uh, a few of the other cool. boys that I played a bit of cricket with. So it was a great day. Excellent, uh, Trevor. Hey, fantastic for making some time for us this morning. Always great to, to catch up with yourself. Um, great to hear your views too on, on the game as it stands at the moment, particularly our halfback situation. I agree, it's, uh, it's very strong. And uh, I think they have uh, the players like yourself to thank for it because uh, you left them a, a fine legacy. Uh, great chatting to you, mate. Thank you very much. I got it. Uh, pleasure and take care and um, keep, keep doing your daily walk. Yeah, I'll be doing that. Good on you. I might. I, I, do, I walk around the Oriental Bay sometimes. I might pop it, uh, bump into you, maybe. Okay, yeah, and I've been doing my 40, 45 to an hour walk each day. So, um, you know, we'll um, wander down and catch up with you again. I think it's been a while since we actually um, caught up, uh, to be honest. Yep, yep. We, we definitely need to, mate. We definitely need to. I'd love to hear about Ian Snook and Ali Jordan as well. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you. Thank you again. Hey, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Dave Loveridge there, um, fantastic. The man they call Trapper, one of uh, the originally very best halfbacks in New Zealand. He's right, our stocks are very high at the moment, but my goodness, uh, what a halfback he was at the base of Taranaki packs and all black packs. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.